0: It is Friday, which means it's time to get in the cage here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. We're doing something a little different this week. Typically, I will talk to analysts or writers or fighters, and now I'm just talking to somebody who called me out on Twitter and uh, has made a name for himself on this show because he's a funny dude. And uh, if you follow him on Twitter, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one, the only Booger Beard is with us. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm just excited to get to talk
1: to you here about some MMA.
0: (laughs) Well, before we get into all of that, I have to tell people how you came into my consciousness here, how you came into my orbit. And I I was scrolling through Twitter one day, and there's this bearded maniac screaming at me on a video, something about, you know, hey, Bob Stelton, who nobody knows who you are. How come you're not talking more MMA? And at first, I took you seriously. I'm like... The hell is this guy's problem, man and then you know as it went on, I was like okay he's that's pretty funny. He's actually actually a comedian in in training, so to speak here but when did this start when <laughs> did, when did the video start what how do you pick and choose who you, you you uh film videos for and more importantly, do people get the joke or do you get people that get upset with some of these videos?
1: Well, you know when I first started uh it was just kind of a a lockdown thing. I was bored and uh wanted to do something a little fun and and uh it went better than i expected uh people seemed to to actually get the joke 95 percent of the time i'd say and uh it got a little bit of traction and so i so i decided i should do something good with this i mean it's kind of a a bad year for everyone and we ended up uh i I won't say partnered because i didn't ask permission but People started donating twenty dollars to the Good Fight Foundation, which is of course Dustin Poirier's charity. Mm -hmm. And they would pick who my next target was. And so I'd do the minute-long video for a twenty-dollar donation. We ended up raising well over five thousand dollars since I think I started that in July is when I started accepting the donations. And uh, but for the most part, the fighters get it. Um, Quite a few of them follow after I do a video, which is makes me feel good i can call my mom and say i did something <laughs> and uh I, mean, I, I haven't had anybody too upset oh. uh fortunately okay now not yet now do
0: what, what's the goal here is it is it because you're a funny guy and and dave wyman he, he's gonna love this because he he thought the videos were hilarious and jim thought they were hilarious and and you're a funny dude. Is the, is the goal to work your way into comedy, or do you want to work your way into the world of MMA as an analyst, or what? What's the end game for you?
1: Well, I, initially I didn't have a, a real goal, so now I mean it's taken off, and I guess I'm kind of just moving the goalposts day by day. Um, I don't think I'm qualified to be an MMA analyst because uh, they have a hard job, and I'm not like a, I mean. I'm not that kind of smart about fighting, uh, but a, a comedy rule would be nice. Maybe if I could go backstage at a UFC event and interview the fighters and make them a little upset before they go out and help them fight better. I guess I don't know.
0: That's, that's that'd be a bold move on your part. Those guys have been cutting weight all week. They're angry. They can't wait to get in the cage, and you're there trying to antagonize them. That could be. Uh, that'd be something I'd actually watch. I'd like to see how that turns out.
1: So it's. I, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, maybe someday. I've already interviewed a few fighters. Uh, I got Chase Hooper under my belt and Jared Gordon, so I mean, maybe, maybe someday they'll help me out and get that, that backstage pass.
0: Now, you you did interview Chase Hooper, who's a local guy who who's a heck of a fighter. Um, but you you had talked about, or you were tweeting about, you were going to spar with him. You were gonna you were gonna roll with him. What was going on there? What was what was set up there?
1: Well, I I threw that out as a joke on Twitter, and Chase Hooper responds that he's into it. And so we ended up going back and forth for for about a month on it. I was even cutting weight, which, by the way, that's impossible. So poor Mike Perry, I kind of get it today. Um, But uh, then then it ended up that, that Chase Hooper's gym just would not allow it. (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay is was that because of your your lack of training or because of the virus what what why was that
1: that that was due to the pandemic they they just couldn't risk it because it, it's just not a good time but maybe in the future i'll get to uh get choked out by chase hooper okay
0: have you done any training
1: uh, no, but I've watched a lot of fights on TV. Uh, <laughs> Good enough. So I feel like I'm qualified. <laughs> You're not alone
0: in that. There are a lot of people on Twitter who feel they're qualified after watching a number of fights. So, uh, all right, and then <laughs> then last one before before we move on to the world of MMA. How do you come up with the name Boogerbeard?
1: Beard? Uh, I I honestly I think I just started typing and it happened. It was there was no thought to it, uh, and then once it once it happened and a little unfortunate like now that i got more of a following i wish i would have picked something cooler but uh it's nice hearing people have to say booger beard yes
0: it is it's very i enjoyed my producer calling you before we started rolling and saying hi is this booger beard (laughs) i was trying to do it with a straight face oh it was it was golden it was hey one more before uh we get into mma dave dave asked you this when we had you on about do you live in your car because every video you film is is in your car, I don't know if you're parked or you're you're driving or what's going on there, but how how did that become the spot?
1: Uh, I'll let you in on a little uh, behind the scenes action. I cannot privately in my house scream into the phone without raising some alarms okay. so so it's just for me to be out somewhere far away from home and uh then it never happened you know <laughs> <laughs> without raising
0: alarms all right fair enough booger <laughs> beard is with us on 710 espn seattle all right so i i've seen you tweet i've seen you 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 have made it pretty clear that khabib namagomedov is your favorite fighter of all time is that accurate
1: oh yeah yeah definitely
0: is he, in your mind, the goat? Because the debate rages on Twitter. I, I love watching the back and forth. John Jones very vocal in defense of his status as the goat. Where where do you where do you rank those two? How do you is it one and two? Is it Khabib's number one? You got Jones lower. What how do you how do you see that?
1: Well, it's twofold. First of all, Khabib definitely number one, uh, but. Israel Adesanya followed me yesterday, so John Jones isn't even in my top ten anymore. <laughs> um I've got him like way down number fifty, number sixty, something like that. Uh-huh. Um he he's a great. Actor. He's had a great career. Um, I just yeah, I got I got it could be number one all the way, and then probably G S P after that. And and John Jones, if I'm being honest, is probably I'll put him number three just to be nice.
0: What, what what do you think of Adesanya? <laughs> I, I, I love watching the guy fight. I think he's he's dynamic. I think he's like Jones was early in his career, very creative. And uh, yet when he talks about moving up to light heavyweight fighting Jones, I don't like that fight for him. I don't think his frame carries the weight the way Jones's frame does. Jones is a much bigger guy naturally. Um I I don't I don't like that fight. Even though he he is very very creative and dynamic, I think it could work out really poorly for him. What do what do you think of that matchup?
1: I think it would be tough for Adesanya if grappling is a focal point of Jones's game plan. But if John Jones decides he wants to stand and, and strike with Israel Adesanya, I don't I don't know that there's a better striker in the world right now than Izzy. Um, and, and so, and also, like I said, he followed me, so I can't pick against him. So I I, I would say is, is at least skilled enough to win that fight. Um, but John Jones is a, is a big dude. I mean, I don't know if you saw that picture he threw on Twitter the other day and 240
0: pounds. Yep. (laughs) He's, he's huge, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a naturally just, you look at his shoulders, you just look at his, his frame is just decidedly bigger than Adesanya. Adesanya is a great striker. I won't disagree with that. I don't know that he's got the pop. Jones, if, if Jones has proven anything in his career, first of all, he's never been beaten. Second of all, he's got a heck of a chin. I mean, he took some clean shots from Glover Teixeira, who hits like a sledgehammer. He took clean shots from Tiago Santos. He's taken He's taken shots and never really looked wobbly. Even even against Alexander Gustafsson, yeah, he got lumped up, he was cut up, didn't ever get that rubber leg look. You know what I mean, where you see a guy is is about to go, where he he doesn't have his equilibrium anymore. I've never seen him like that in any fight against anybody.
1: No, and, and you're making me say nice things about John Jones here, but he uh, he's a tough guy. Because even even when Chael – and I'll say this, Chael Sonnen's undefeated, so technically John Jones lost to him. (laughs) Right, right. But (laughs) when that toe injury happened and John Jones just didn't notice until it was pointed out – In the interview, yeah. uh, That's – first of all, it's a horrifying injury. Second of all, he didn't even notice. Yeah. yeah. That, that's pretty tough. Yeah.
0: Well, your guy, you you brought up the charity that Dustin Poirier founded and and he is back in the news because Conor McGregor and Poirier will rematch, uh the agreement January 23rd, UFC 257. Where are you at with McGregor? I'm I'm somebody that's defended him because I get his act. I get I think he's really clever. I think he's very funny. He certainly can cross the line and he has crossed the line a few times, but he's He's not like Colby Covington, who to me is just too dumb to pull that off. He just tries to be insulting. <laughs> Whereas, where there's some cleverness to Chael, there was cleverness to Conor. Colby doesn't have that gene. But are you? Do you like Conor? You dislike him? Where you at with him?
1: So I used to really uh, despise Conor McGregor for no reason other than uh, the the could be press conferences. Like that was it. And uh, But seeing the, that he's willing to make a, a $500,000 donation, if I remember correctly, uh, to Poirier's foundation, and, and seeing what he's done to help with COVID relief, I think he's a good guy. I think he's done some dumb things. Um, and he's he's one of the, the most entertaining fighters who's ever existed. So I, I can't say anything too bad about the guy at this point. I've, I've let go of the Khabib grudge. Where where you where you um, at that, with
0: fighters that 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 do play the heel right? Chael really brought that into prominence and mastered it. He was he was brilliant with it. I think Connor, as I just said, was brilliant with it. But now you've seen uh, Henry Cejudo, who people had no idea who he was before. You know, um, he started you know popping off with with the with the smack talk and being the heel. And obviously, Colby's tried it, and Jorge Masvidal is taking it to another level, getting into the political aspect of it. Are are you in fan? Are you a fan of that kind of stuff, or does it? For me, I'm kind of like, all right, if it's naturally who they are and they then they really lean on it, cool. If they were never that person and then all of a sudden here's this guy and he's gonna, I'm the heel and I'm talking smack about your family and about politics and about everything else, it it just rings a little hollow to me. And it, I feel like, eh, I could do without it. Where are you at with the, with with these guys that have taken it to the next level?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it kind of like Colby. I'm I'm not really a fan of his whole deal. Um, I find that just kind of annoying. Um, But for a lot of fighters, like Cejudo, one of the most talented martial artists of all time. And if he wanted to get paid, he had to do something. And and so I can kind of understand it, even if I find it a little off-putting at times, because these guys don't get paid enough for what they're doing. I mean, some of them, like, (laughs) I think it was Jesse Jess posted that she had $17 in her in her checking account or savings account one of the two and so you see how they get paid and you kind of understand where these personalities come from um i think there's guys who do it a lot better than than other people i mean cheryl Summon's is the best probably ever at playing the heel um but even look at like ben askren great great wrestler probably would have never ever made it to the UFC if he didn't talk like he did uh, and then he ended up getting a little exposed there by, by a flying knee. So <laughs> I, I kind of get where these guys come with
0: it. Yeah, the the motivation, I understand. It's just sort of listening to it and going, all right, again, Henry was – I remember when Henry was a coach on The Ultimate Fighter and they the, uh, the opposing coach was sitting there just talking about how boring he was. He had no personality. Nobody cares. You're boring. And all of a sudden, <laughs> here's Triple C and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, what is this? So, yeah, it's just uh, – <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: He's the king of cringe, man. Yes. His, his videos—I'll laugh at him, but I feel real uncomfortable right after.
0: Yeah, you're not alone, and he and he knows that obviously. So, hey, before I let—two things. I got two more for you here. The one fight that isn't made, that has not been announced, that you would love to see—just the ultimate of of active fighters today, any weight division. Who do you want to see match up? Oh, uh, does it have to be active? Yeah. Uh. So you can't, uh, you can't, do we, do we count? Habib? You, yeah, I don't, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold him to his word. I think he's a guy that's going to stick to his word and, and uh, call it a day, but maybe he'll come back. But yeah, for now he's out of the mix.
1: I think you're right. In that case, I, I think I'd go with John Jones and Izzy just cause I'd like to see a kind of like a finale to all the smack talk they've been sending at each other. Um, one way or another, it ends. We know who the better fighter is and then they can keep talking like a, John Jones and Daniel Cormier still do <laughs> to this day.
0: Greatest fight you've ever seen.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Rory and uh, Robbie. Um, That was... How can anybody... I, I don't know how you can pick another fight. I mean, just the amount of guts that both those guys showed. And, I mean, when Rory finally went down, uh, you could see he had given everything he had. And that's that's what fighting's about, man. That was... I mean... You hate to see guys looking like that at the end of a fight, but at the same time, you know they gave every ounce that they had in their hearts, and I love that fight.
0: Yeah, you could you could argue Rory hasn't been the same since, and had multiple issues with that nose that was uh, absolutely destroyed in that fight, and of course everybody remembers Robbie Lawler's lip being split in half in that <laughs> fight. So yeah, that was that looked like a horror movie. I, I agree that that is a classic. The Jones Gustafson first matchup is a classic. There, there's been a lot, but that one I think that might be the top of my list as well. Hey, before before we let you go, you you got to give me you got to give me a, a, a rant. You got to give me something to close it out in in classic booger beard style.
1: <laughs> oh, you putting me on the spot. Uh, all right, well, I tell you what, Bob, I am absolutely sick and tired of seeing. Uh, you know what, man? I I genuinely don't think I I can. Uh, I can rant about the John Jones and Izzy thing any more than I already have. <laughs> oh, man, you put me put me in a bad spot here, Bob. I didn't come up with nothing. <laughs>
0: do you, now, do you write these out
1: before you do them, or do you just
0: free flow? How do how do they usually work, the videos?
1: Well, usually I'll take about five or ten minutes and think about it and, and really get an idea of where I want to go, but I don't write them uh, at all. Okay. okay. <laughs> so they'll either come out funny or they won't. Um, but I'll, will t- tell you this much. One thing I can rant about is, uh, Habib and GSP just needs to happen. I'm not going to scream at you about it, but I want that fight to happen. And I need to make that clear before I leave, because this is probably the only time I'll ever get to say that. And, and, uh, I think GSP is still a good fighter despite being retired. I think Habib is the best of all time and needs to prove that.
0: All right, fair enough. We'll end on that note. He is Booger Beard. You can follow him on Twitter, at BoogerBeard1. At BoogerBeard1 is where you follow him on Twitter and, you know, engage at your own risk. It's uh, it's very entertaining stuff, very funny stuff. Check out the videos. He's posting daily on there, so check him out, at BoogerBeard1 on Twitter. Good to talk to you, man. I'm glad we were able to catch up. We'll, we'll do it again.
1: Hey, thank you, Bob. I appreciate it.